Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, January 4th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the inside details of Speaker Nancy Pelosi's private call with donors. Number two, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's tricky balancing act. And number three, the latest in the tally. All right, Jake, thanks so much for holding down the fort for me while I was back uh, on the West Coast seeing family. But let's get into it this morning. We are talking about Pelosi's private call with donors, and it was uh, fairly illuminating in terms of how she sees the politics in Washington right now, but particularly when it comes to President Joe Biden and the Build Back Better Act. Yes. So um, Nancy Pelosi held a call with um, with supporters, not only donors, but supporters also. Um, uh, so people who are supportive of her, I guess, is the best way to say it. I want to make sure that we don't say it's only donors because it wasn't only donors, but donors were definitely on it. Um, and a few interesting nuggets that give us kind of a, a um Let's say a, uh, a a new insight, or or add some, I guess add some some meat to what we know Nancy Pelosi thinks uh, on about what's going on on Capitol Hill. Things that perhaps she wouldn't say publicly, maybe maybe she would, but she has not said publicly. Um, she told the group that Democrats need to be more boastful about the Build Back Better Act and what Joe Biden has accomplished this, thus far. She said Democrats need to brag about what we've been doing and brag in a, quote, more forceful way. She talked about how many jobs he's created. Um, and Anna, this is like, it's kind of, um, it's interesting because we, we oftentimes hear that that Democrats spend too much time, you know, belly aching about what they haven't gotten in the BBB and and what they're not able to get through the Senate and the infighting. I mean, an objective read of the last three, four, five, six months, even more than six months, is the Democrats have been engaged in kind of a, a elongated infighting session <laughs> about the BBB and infrastructure and et cetera. And I think Pelosi is is saying here that she she thinks the Democrats should talk about all the good stuff they've done and all the the jobs that she's you know she said President Biden has already produced six million jobs, um, so I think that's that's kind of interesting to hear her say that. Yeah, I mean, typically she does uh, this in person, but because of COVID, they uh, did not do it. They did it. This is a kind of a supporters call yesterday afternoon. I do think um, it, it is interesting because I think she's oftentimes, you know, kind of the person who has to sell this. But what she needs to do is have kind of that echo chamber of Democrats, not only have her say it, but have those other folks say it to just people in town, to the uh, their own networks. And so this is clearly her kind of getting that message out in a forceful way. I do want to note one interesting thing in her political operation that we are uh, running this morning in Punchbowl News AM exclusively is um, that her executive director, um, Jorge Aguilar, the executive director of Nancy Pelosi for Congress, is leaving and is going to head to The Group, a strategy and communication shop. Uh, he has been a big fixture in her political operation for a long time. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of people trying to read the tea leaves of what her political future is, how long she'll stay. Uh, you know, one person doesn't necessarily mean uh, that 
that that changes her calculus but it's certainly a big figure somebody that you know uh, we watch a lot in terms of kind of what she's doing at the political side of things yeah i mean i i don't we i don't know whether pelosi's leaving neither do you neither does anyone perhaps besides nancy pelosi if you do let us know we're very interested but <laughs> we but um you know th- it's it's fair to say that uh, her executive director leaving is a it's just it's interesting. It's an interesting data point when considering if Nancy Pelosi is going to stay in the House of Representatives, stay as the try to stay as the top Democrat for another term. We don't again, we don't have any idea whether she's going to. But this is an interesting data point when thinking about those things. Uh, one other interesting thing, Anna, that Pelosi said on the call is um she she acknowledged the criticism of whether the whether to say the BBB is transformative or transformational. There there's kind of this long standing uh, argument in Democratic quarters whether um, whether Democrats should say it's transformative. We had this debate during the Obamacare um, the Obamacare process more than a decade ago now. Um, about whether lawmakers should say that something is transformational. The the theory that, that you shouldn't is that people don't want their lives transformed. Uh, I'm not sure that's true in, in some in some respects, but let's just let's just accept that argument for a second and acknowledge that people do say it. And Pelosi said, this is transformative, but people tell me, don't use the word transformative. Uh, just say it lowers costs. Now, it lowers costs in a lot of Democrats' view uh, – that that idea is not um, it kind of short sells it, but Pelosi acknowledged that that dynamic at least um, at least she nodded to it, let's say, and um, that's interesting to us. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning: Chuck Schumer and his tricky balancing act. Uh, he is a figure that we have clearly been focused on for the last several months because. He's trying to navigate this 50-50 Senate, uh, as well as the all-Democratic Washington as it comes into focus with the midterm elections. Um, and let's zoom into here what is we are really uh, internally uh, referring to as Senate Majority Chuck Schumer's Mission Impossible, or as we write this morning, at least Mission Really Super Hard, Jake. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were just kind of rolling down all the stuff that, that Schumer has to deal with yesterday on a on a uh, editorial planning call, and it we thought it might be useful just to kind of go through these dynamics, right? He has the and we put it in the newsletter saying that he's up to his trademark eyeglasses and ridiculously difficult priorities for which he doesn't have an immediate, obvious, or even stealth path path to success. Um, uh, he's also up for re-election in 10 months, so that's also an interesting dynamic. So let's run this down. Election overhaul. So he's got the Senate rules to deal with. He says he's going to put something on the floor before January 17th to have a debate about changing the Senate rules to allow for the Democrats to uh, circumvent the filibuster when it comes to election reform. Those That's a very difficult task, considering Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema are against it. Uh, furthermore, he has the BBB, which he has no path to success at this point. He might find a path to success. He has USICA, the U.S.-China, um, uh, the bill that is aimed at combating the rise of China. Now, that's something that was a top Schumer priority for a very long time. He has a budget deal he's got to deal with in the next, let's say, month and five or six, you know, month and 10 days or whatever it is. Um, and all of that piled up kind of right on his desk uh, and I'm not making a judgment 
I don't think on whether he'll be able to get any of these done or them all done together. I have no idea. I think it's it's fair to ask the question. It's fair to point out just how much is going on. And Anna, it's kind of rare, I would say, um, to have this many priorities in an election year, right? I mean, I, I granted, it's the beginning of an election year, but it's still an election year. And I think it's important to point that out, that this is very difficult to, it's just very difficult to to get things done. It becomes more difficult, let's say, to get things done in an election year. Yeah, and I think he's clearly trying to force the issue here, particularly when it comes to voting rights, trying to find a way to thread the needle on, uh, you know, Joe Biden's, what I think a lot of Democrats hoped would be his signature legislative achievement in his first term, the Build Back Better Act. Uh, I think one other point that we make uh, that is worth Worth noting is that, uh, you know, in this 50-50 Senate, uh, every single vote matters. Uh, and one vote to watch is Senator Robert Menendez, the Democrat from New Jersey, who was injured uh, in a fall in mid-December. And he won't be back in D.C. this week. He had surgery on December 31st and is still recovering. Uh, you know, we're told that he's doing well. But this means that Schumer isn't going to be able to go ahead on any showdown over voting rights and the filibuster this week, which just, I think, puts into real focus how tenuous that majority is for Democrats. Yeah, I mean, remember this week. So that means the earliest he can do this is the week of the 10th or the week of the 17th. Both of those. So that's it. Or actually, really, it only means he could do it next week. If they're going to do this by Martin Luther King Day, the filibuster stuff, they ha that means it's coming next week. <laughs> so um, big week for the Senate as an institution, for Schumer as a Democrat, and that's worth thinking about. All right, let's quickly move to the number three story of the morning, the tally. We've got a lot of news here about different ads, what's happening on the political front. Uh, first up, the Real Recovery Now Coalition, an assortment of progressive groups as a new ad with an explicitly dark tone urging Congress to pass the Build Back Better Act. They're spending $100,000 on D.C. cable. Members of that coalition include Cap Action, Community Change Action, Move On, and others. Yeah, uh, Interesting to see the kind of war or the, you know, the um, fight, I guess you could say, spill out on television over the BBB and the kind of new, you know, the you, the new um, dark tone that, that some of these groups are taking. I will make this point. Uh, Brez and I got a, a, an email, Anna, yesterday from a very longtime former House watcher um, or current House watcher, but longtime House uh, aide uh, who is who made the point that this rhetoric is the rhetoric of fighting and this dark rhetoric is kind of permeating legislating uh, in a way that it hadn't before. And, and, and frankly pointed to this um, pointed to the Schumer letter and, and just how many, how many times he used fight and, and different adjectives and, and sorry, different, not only adjectives, but verbs <laughs> of that, of that flavor. And, and I think we're seeing that in some of these ads, I'll make one more point on, uh, an ad that that we noticed yesterday, courtesy of our friends at um, at Ad Impact, uh, uh, Linda Blanchard, former ambassador to to Slovenia under Donald Trump, uh, who was previously running for the Senate, is now going by uh, Lindy Blanchard and is running for governor. So um, I hadn't realized that she had changed the her name, I guess, in the last couple weeks. Um, and uh, is now running for governor. So not only a new race, Anna, but a new name that she's going by in that race. 
the details matter here, whether it's the muscular language or how people are <laughs> referring to themselves. That's what we are learning to, in today's uh, The Daily Punch. With that, thank you so much for listening. I just want to also point out, as I'm sure Jake did uh, yesterday, that we have a new website at punchbowl.news. Please check it out. Let us know what you think. It is highly uh, more functional. You can search the archive, all kinds of different things. Uh, so we hope that you enjoy that as well as listening to us every morning. Leave us a rating and review. It is the easiest and best way for other people to find The Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.